0: The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bleeker, and Pocket Cast. However you listen, wherever and whenever you listen, thank you for tuning into the program tonight, and you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter, it is at all Andy Alfred it is at all andy Alfred and facebook.com slash all andy Alfred well 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 my friends we are back and we are better than ever my friends a long long time since we've last spoke. Here on All Andy Elfrid, we're in a new studio, of course, a lot better audio, of course. I uh, got some music playing a little bit in the background, I don't know if you can hear it or not, we'll play it a little bit more later on into the podcast because, of course, it is a big holiday week, of course, this Wednesday with St. Patrick's Day, but we are back and better than ever. The Jackets are not the Jackets anymore, of course. And unfortunately, because of COVID, there's no walleye this season. But we are guaranteed Toledo Mud Hen baseball starting in May. The Reds, while while the Mud Hens are getting ready for their season, the Tigers, the Reds, and Cleveland are all in camp getting ready for the baseball season. The brackets are out, my friends. It's time to break down the brackets. And see who is going to be lifting the trophy in Indianapolis. But like I said, Wednesday is St. Patrick's Day. As I put on the hat, raise the shillelagh. It's time to return. It's time to regain the crown. And it's time for All Andy Alfred. Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span. I'm going really shut out. Awesome. Dumb to a home run. Go home, Jack! Left way back! Put some extra relish on my hot dog! Bear down, Chicago Bears! Two, two, it's time for all and the Alfred. And with that, I say oh, I love you guys and welcome in to another edition! Of all, Andy Alfred, right here on your exclusive home for me, The Anchor Network. And that is with the plethora of platforms using The Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes and Apple Music, whether it be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Bleaker, however, wherever, and whenever you listen to this show. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for giving me the time in your day to listen to us talk about sports talk about my life and talk about what's happening in this world and you can follow this show on twitter it is at all andy alfred it is at all andy alfred as well as on facebook.com slash all andy alfred yes we are back baby back and better than ever of course, right here on the Anchor Network. And I want to say, first and foremost, thank you to the listeners that have stayed with me from start to finish here on this podcast, of course. Uh, let me give you some background of what's been happening the last few months, okay? We're going to do some housekeeping, first and foremost. Of course, there was a discussion on the floor, of course, of me doing a podcast with uh, Nick the Money Man De Vera. And we're going to start with that first and foremost. Um, Nick is my cousin, my cousin of course, and a great friend and a great resp- great person for this podcast. And he is a tremendous person with sports knowledge of baseball, Chicago sports information galore. And we love Nick. We love using Nick here on our show to talk about sports, getting his opinion, getting his thoughts. Now, the talk was of us doing a podcast together of Andy and Ebray, And there was a Facebook page that we developed, me and him, together. Unfortunately, both our schedules have been off and on, back and towards each other. One person has to work, another person has to work. We can't get everything lined up together. So, unfortunately... That's not going to happen anymore. However, we are going to be featuring Nick as much as we can throughout the baseball season, throughout the sports season, throughout any time that we need him. And he will also fill as a guest host sometimes right here on All Andy Elford to talk about sports, talk about video games, talk about life in general. And um, I truly am blessed to have a great person in Nick as well as a great person as not not only as a friend, but also as a family member, in Nick being my cousin, and uh, I truly am grateful to have him. Now, back to continuing on uh, cleaning up the housekeeping. Of course, the reason why we haven't been on the air for a while, we've been busy with we've been busy. I've been busy personally with work, of course, and dealing with this COVID situation. Um, at one point, I was sick with COVID nineteen. I have battled through it, I have gotten through it, I'm at 100%, I am looking forward to getting the COVID vaccine, and, you know, moving on from this evil that is COVID-19. I was not stricken with COVID, I was. I have taken two tests, I took a rapid test, and I, I've been exposed to people that have had COVID, so I was technically covid isk, but the problem was, each time I've taken a test, it came back negative, so I have fought the COVID battle, has not hit me yet, as I'm knocking on a piece of wood yet, but luckily, we are hopefully turning the corner with all those vaccines and everything like that, hearing yesterday, on Friday, 2.8 million Americans vaccinated in one single day, that is truly amazing to see. So, hopefully, we have turned the corner to this COVID 19 situation. Also, getting my life together, of course. Uh, for those of you that are not in my inner circle, I am getting married in September, September 25th, to be exact, to my beautiful fiance, Amanda, which I love. Love you, baby cakes. And I am really looking forward to spending the rest of my life with her. So, the planning of getting married. Married, of course, and celebrating this marriage is what I'm really, really looking forward to. So you know, I've been busy with that, and you know, busy with uh, my other job, of course. But I have finally have have now have the time to finally sit down and repurpose a room. A brand new studio here. A great setup, by the way. I am actually in like a desk, actually sitting down at a desk, not sitting like how I used to sit and on the bed and having. And I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the straight poop with it. We used to do my show in my bedroom with all the sports memorabilia on the back wall and everything like that. And now we are in actually a studio in a like a like an Office Studio, doing this show. I'm not as bad as the Barstool guys in Chicago, but at least I have a laptop, I have the mixer board, I have all of the mechanicals in front of me that I can do this show. I have a new microphone I'm using right now.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: And I am am doing fantastic. Uh, My life is fantastic. I'm truly blessed with the great parents that I have. The great family I have, the great family I'm going to be going to be with, and uh, so staying with Amanda. And uh, life is good, my friends. Life is very, very good. So it is truly a blessing to be back here on the Anchor Network with you guys to do this. And we're going to be doing these shows weekly now. And we are thinking about doing these shows. Yes, I'm going to say it. Twice a week, yes. You get double dose to content. And we've got a lot to look forward to in 2021 here. We've got the Solheim Cup in in uh, September. We've got the Mudhens returning back to 5th-3rd field for the first time this year. We may be seeing the Jackets in the playoffs. I doubt it. We'll talk about that here in a second. We've got... um. The Marathon Classic coming up in July, we're looking forward to that, giving you the full in-depth analysis coverage of that, as well as we're looking towards 2022 with the possibility of having an opportunity to go to Cleveland for the NBA All-Star Game, as well as talking more about the Jackets things. Well, I I am going to give you this first and foremost, too. We're looking towards late May. We're getting an opportunity to – I'll be having – get an opportunity to go down to Columbus and see the Blue Jackets play for the first time since the COVID hit and me and me and the fiance are going to be going down there for the game and we've got our tickets we're going to go see them play Nashville on the 5th of May hopefully we get to see this game in and there's no COVID and there's no I'm vaccinated and everything like that and it falls in line with the Mudhens opening weekend so we will have Wall-to-wall coverage of sports right here on All Andy Alfred right here on the Anchor Network through the plethora of platforms. So, you know what? I got a Molson in my hand. Let's dive right into what's eating us and what's really eating me, and that is the team in the capital city, which is the Blue Jackets. So let's talk about the Jackets. When I last left you guys, you know we, we are in the start of a new season. This is uh, a fifty-six game schedule for the for the NHL this year, of course. Starting it back into January, of course, with this season, and excuse me, January, but February. Opening day being in on January fourteenth, as the Jackets were in Nashville to start the season. And, you know, looking at it, it was very, very negative towards the beginning of the season with loses, both losses in Nashville and then a split in Detroit. And the thing is, you know, I've been noticing this with this team this year. The Jackets, the Jackets, I, I, I have a few things to talk about with the Jackets. I have a few things to talk about the Jackets, first and foremost. One, the inconsistent play of this team. There is too much passing with this team. They pass it more than shooting the puck on the net. And it's plain and simple. You see more passing attempts with this team than anything else. With anything else. Okay? And I saw that in Game 1 of the season... And I noticed that. I've noticed it more and more and more and more and more and more as the season has gone on. They want to pass the puck more than setting up a play and being offensive, then they want to share the puck. Here's an idea put the puck on the goddamn net. Plain and simple. You get better chances when you put a shot on net than anything else. Anything else! Okay? That's number one. Let's go back a little bit to the beginning of the season with Dubois. Okay. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois was drafted by the Blue Jackets. He was the third overall pick. Patrick Liney was the number two pick. Austin Matthews was the number one pick in that draft class. Now, Dubois has been a critic, not a critic full critic but a critic of John Torrella's coaching and both guys knew that something was going to come to a head now remember in the playoffs when in the bubble Torrella basically tore Pierre-Luc Dubois a new one on the bench in the series against Tampa now here's the thing folks Both guys say that there's no animosity towards one another, but you could kind of tell when Pierre-Luc Dubois was being interviewed by the press in Winnipeg about torts. And, you know, they they don't talk about it here in the States, especially in the Columbus media, but if they played that audio for what they had in the interview with Ron McLean and him at Hockey Night in Canada, that's, you know, you know, he was reading something. He was just saying it just to be nice. To be absolutely nice. So Dubois does not like Torarello. So what did we get in return? We got the number two draft pick in Patrick Line. Line is a good pickup. I was a big standout of Line actually going to the Jackets at the time of this draft. You can go back to the audio into the archives of all the Alfred, and you can find the audio of when I said that Patrick Line should be a jacket before Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, saying that and seeing how he has played since the acquisition, he doesn't want to be here. You could tell he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to get the coaching chance. Coaching chance. He's here to play hockey until the contract is up with Winnipeg, and then he's going to be a free agent. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And that is where they need—they don't—they need to focus in on to get his game better. If he plays better, the team plays better. Atkinson's got more shorthanded goals. Wierinski is starting to heat up at the right time. And here's the third thing that's wrong with the Jackets right now. Goaltending. Inconsistent goaltending between solo and Linkis. And Elvis is honestly standing on his head. So is Corpy. My fiance was a big Bobrovsky fan, and she does not like solo, And I've told her this many a times. Well, Corpy is the future of this team. He is not proving that right now, folks. He is not proving that he is the future of this team. In the net. It's proving more and more. That they want that the players want to play with Elvis. So. You can see the effort is better with Elvis. Than it is with Corpy. Because the players know that Corpy can stand on his own. And Elvis needs to help. Because he is a young kid. He was great in Cleveland. I will give him credit in Cleveland. He was fantastic. But. The players need to play for both goaltenders. He can't just play. For the young kid instead of the old guy. The veteran that's on the bench. The number one guy. They can't play for the number two backup. They've got to play for the number one guy. Plain and simple. And now everybody wants to know about what I feel about Torres. Here's the thing about Torello. I like the guy. He coaches to the T. And players love his style. After they get everything through, they're retired and everything like that, they love torts. And I love torts because he's an old school coach. He is an old school guy who believes in his guys to step up to the plate and fix the problem. It's not about coaching. It's not about, it's not about torts. It's all about the players. Because Torch doesn't coach play on the ice. He coaches guys on the ice. Now, he could have some issues. There is some issues on a couple things. One is Brad Larson running the power play. I liked it a few years ago when Martin St. Louis came in and he helped out that power play out. Why can't we get that again? A guy who is reputable on the power play. That's number one. Number two they should take away Brad Larson's ability to run the power play and penalty kill. Because we get drilled on the power play and penalty kill. We spend more time in the penalty box than any other team. And we have to fix that because it's discipline. Especially a young team that we are. And it has to be the veterans has to step up. And I will say this On this program. Nick Foligno. Should be a jacket. For the rest of his career. Plain and simple. I read an article the other day. On the artillery or the battery. Or everything like that. That they want to ship Nick Foligno out. At free agency. And I think that is wrong. 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 Absolutely wrong. He is a veteran. Who is a. Known stage, who is honestly, if Seth Jones wasn't a big star for the Jackets, Nick Foligno would be the big star of the Jacket team. When you think of the Jackets, I think of Jones, I think of Atkinson, I think of Foligno, and I think of Torts. Nick Foligno should be a Jacket for the rest of his career, and that's plain and simple. He loves Columbus, he loves the city, he loves playing for this organization. So why would you want to trade him? Why would you want to get rid of him when he wants to stay? He wants to give the city a Stanley Cup. He wants to do that. What happened to the last guy that wanted to do that? Oh, organization ran him out. And that was Rick Nash. I will admit that right now. I don't like Rick Nash. I didn't like Rick Nash after he left Columbus. But when he was with Columbus, he was there through the worst years of Hitchcock and Scott Housen and all the garbage coaches. Volino came in after. And he was, he was with Todd Richards. Todd Richards is a terrible coach. What's a terrible coach is a terrible coach. So again everything with the Jackets right now. They have to stop passing it and take more shots on net. They need line A to produce. If he doesn't produce then he's not going to win hockey games for this team. He's not going to be key for this team. Number three you fans have to calm down about Torella. Plain and simple. He is the coach of this team. If you want to pick a blame, pick the players. And I will also call out some a player right now, and that is the player that they got an acquisition for in the offseason, and that is Max Domi. This guy doesn't know how to play the game. Plain and simple. He was mediocre in some aspects. When he played with Montreal. They pick him up. This year. On basically. A whim and a free ride. And he is playing to what that. Whim and a free ride is. And it's just the fact. That this guy. Is making over 4 million dollars a year. When. When. Nick Fellino is ending into his final contract and he needs to be with this team and he wants to be with this team and he wants to finish his career with this team and you're giving the money to a guy who doesn't know how to play the game? No, I, uh, no, I can't. No, it, it just frustrates me just frustrates me. I'm sitting here having a beer. It frustrates me. I've watched the game and I have a beer. Because I don't know what the hell's going to happen. The other night. I will give you this. La- on Saturday night. When they played Dallas. I didn't watch the game. Because the night before. They played Florida. I was out and about. Getting dinner for, for everybody. And we were having dinner night with the family. We were having dinner. I didn't. I went out, got the dinner. It was four to one. I turned on the game at the start, midway point of the third period. Four two. Four three. Four four. Coaching needed to be better, and I just was. I just couldn't believe it, and they lost in overtime. Five four. They gave up five unanswered goals to end the game. That is assistant coaching that needs to be done. And that is players that need to step up and play. And who was in net that, that night? Corpus So the players weren't playing to Corpy. And this past Saturday when they beat Dallas, they just barely beat Dallas. Who was in net? Elvis versus Lincolns. And who was in that last night when the Jackets played Dallas in the recap, in the night back-to-back games? Corpus Who lost that game? Jackets. Didn't play to Corby's strengths. So again, players have to step up and play for each other. Play for their team. Don't play for the paycheck. Play, paycheck. Pay, play for the city. Play for your organization. Because there's such a high standard with this team. Such a high standard with this team. And it's just the fact that this team was so good in the bubble. And now they're just, you know, mediocre. It just hurts. It really does. And, you know, I'm passionate about this team. I I invest a lot of money and a lot of a lot of time into this team and I look for i look i'm grateful to see Jack at hockey this year getting an opportunity to be in the arena getting an opportunity to watch the games on t v getting an opportunity to cover it right here on all a b Alfred. but the fact is this this team is in trouble and you need to start looking at this team and saying to yourself I'm looking at myself in the mirror by the way while I'm looking at this we gotta look at this and say who's there to play for this organization and who isn't and then who isn't gotta go plain and simple so don't blame torts blame the players when it comes to this because it's their actions on the ice that cause us to get frustrated. So let's recap what happened last night at Nationwide Arena. It's time to fire the cannon, and it's time to put on your jackets. It's time for the Jackets report right here on all Andy Elfred, So let's talk about the Jackets first and foremost. And the Jackets last night took on the Dallas Stars and lost in a shootout, two to one, to the Dallas Stars. Goals started off with Joe Pavelski, his 14th of the season, from Gardner and Carantah. As it, at the fourteen twenty-eight mark of the first period, beating Jonas Corposalo was one nothing. Dallas no goals scored in the third period. And then Zach Wierenski ties the game up with six forty nine. Laugh with at the six forty-nine mark of the third period. Tying the game at one apiece. No scoring happened the remaining of the period. So it ends in a tie. And they, they go to overtime. they Both teams do not score in overtime. Both teams had opportunity after opportunity to bury past one another. They go to a shootout. And here's the thing. The Jackets don't know how to put the puck on that in a shootout. They're shooting high on the goaltender. Shooting high on the goaltender. All three attempts were misses for the Jackets. Max Domi, a waste of a player, misses the net. Patrick Liney had a great opportunity, missed high glove side. Cam Atkinson was the first shooter for the Jackets, missed. Robinson for Dallas was a block by, and a save by Corposalo in the glove. Pavelski misses the net in totally, but it was Ante Randolph getting the backhanded goal, beating Jonas Corposalo. and the Stars split the series two-game set against Columbus with a 2-1 win at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard. Shots on goal in the game. The Stars had 35 shots and to Columbus's 30. The Jackets led in the faceoff, dot 62% to 38%. Both teams were 0 for 1 on the power play. The Jackets out hitting the Stars in the game, 18 to 21. They also outblocked the Stars, 23 to 13, in the game. Uh, looking at the for the Stars in the game, it was O'Langer stopping 29 of 30 for the Stars. Save percentage of a point. Nine six seven for Corpus Corpasalo in the game. He stopped thirty four of thirty five. His save percentage of a point nine seven one. So the Jackets fall to the Dallas Stars on Sunday afternoon. They now wait until Thursday, which is the eighteenth of March, to play again. So a nice long break. They'll play the uh, Carolina Hurricanes for a two game set in Carolina starting the 18th and then again on the 20th before returning home to play the Carolina Hurricanes March 22nd and the 24th. So looking to see what happens looking at some stats the leaders for the Jackets the the it's excuse me Cam Atkinson with 11 goals so far this season. He leads the team overall with 11 goals. Oliver Bjorkstrand is the team leader right now in in uh excuse me, an assist with, excuse me, Rostovic with uh, leading with 14 assists in this season. Uh, for points per game is Bjorkstrand with 23 points overall this season alone. Uh, some notables, Nick felino has got 12 points this season. He also has a total of five goals and seven assists, however, and he is a plus two this season. Looking at some of the other players, some of the... St- Struggles, of course. Uh, Emil Benström. Uh, he has two goals in the season. He's got two assists. He's a plus one. Liam Foody's got three points. He's got one, uh, three assists on the season. Uh, Riley Nash has got six points with two goals and four assists. He is a plus four. But David Savard is the is and is a big negative in my opinion. Has no goals, five assists. He has 5 points in the season. He is a negative 10 in the plus-minus. But like I said, Max Domi is the worst player on the Jackets team, in my opinion. He does have 11 points. He has 5 goals and 6 assists, but he is a minus-12 this season alone in the Union Blue Sweater. It's not going to cut it. It really isn't, especially the the money that he is uh, making. That he's making not going to cut it. Not going to cut it at all. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, looking at the standings going into today's play. Uh, so now the divisions are broken up into different sections, of course. Like I mentioned before in our previous podcast, the it's a central division, a north division, a west division, and a east division. The We'll go into the jackets division here, which is called the Discover Credit Card Central Division. And here's what the standings look like. The Jackets are going into Carolina with Carolina being the first place team in the division at 26-1 with 41 points. Tampa is 19-6-2 with 40 points. Florida is tied with Tampa right now with 40 points at 18-15-4 with 40 points. Chicago is the fourth team in the league right now, fourth team in the division with the final playoff spot. They're 14-10-5 with 33 points. Columbus with their three points on this weekend or eleven, twelve, 12, and 7 with 29 points. Nashville is 12, 16, and 1 with 25 points. Dallas is 9, 9, and 6 with 24 points. And the Detroit Red Wings are 8, 17, and 4 with 20 points so far this season. Now we I want to look at the games played for this, by the way. Jackets have played the most games in this division. They have played 30 games this year. The team that's played the least is the Dallas Stars at 24 points because of COVID. So you look at it, the Jackets are right there. But it's a 56-game schedule. We're at game 30. So we have 26 more games to play. And if you look at it, if they won the table, they'll get two points for every game. So you do 26 times 2, looking at 56 points. That is still up for grabs for the season. And it's possible. The Jackets can still make it. But I'm starting to put doubts in my mind that the Jackets are going to make it. Looking at the rest of the divisions, here's what it looks like. In the Scotiabank North Division, it is the Toronto Maple Leafs with honestly the best record in the league right now. They have played 30 games this year. They're 19-9-2 with 40 points. Winnipeg's in second place at 17-8-2 with 36 points. Edmonton is at... 30 games played with 18 12 and 0 with 36 points. Montreal has played 27 games, they're 12 8 and 7 with 31 points. Calgary is in 5th spot, they're 13 12 and 3 with 29 points. They have played 28 games. It is Vancouver who is in 6th spot playing 31 games, they're 13 16 and 2 with 28 points. And finally rounding out the division, the Scotia Bank North is the Ottawa Senators who have played 31 games, they're 10 20-1 with 21 points. In the Honda Car West Division, it is the Vegas Golden Knights holding strong at 18-6-1 with 37 points. It is the Minnesota Wild at 17-8-1 with 35 points. They have played 26 games. Vegas has played 25 games. Colorado is in third spot. They're, they have played 26 games at 16-8-2 with 34 points. St. Louis has played 28 games they're 14, nine and 5 with 33 points and rounding out the top 4 for the playoff spot. In the bottom half of the bracket, bottom half of the division is the LA Kings who have played 27 games, they're 11-10 and 6 with 28 points. It is the Arizona Coyotes at 28 games played, they are at an even 500 at 12 12 and 4 with 28 points. San Jose has played 25 games, they're 11-11 and 3 With 25 points. And rounding out the division. It is the Anaheim Ducks who have played 29 games. They are 8, 15, and 6. With 22 points. Final division. It is the Mass Mutual Eastern Conference. Eastern division. And lo and behold. You have the New York Islanders. Yes, the Islanders. On top of the division. It was Boston for the longest period of time. But Boston has been up and down lately. All right, now we'll get to that here in just a second. The Islanders are nine, have played 29 games. They're 19-6 and four with 42 points. Washington is 27 games played. They're 17-6 and four with 38 points. Pittsburgh has played 27 games. They're 17-9 and one with 35 points. And rounding out the top four playoff spots, it is those Boston Bruins who are 25 games played at 14-7 and four with 32 points. Now on the outside looking are, are the Philadelphia Flyers at 25 games played at 13, 9, and 3 with 29 points. The Blue Shirts of the New York Rangers have played 26 games this season. They're 11, 12, and 3 with 25 points. Seven, in 7th spot right now, it is the New Jersey Devils at 25 games played. They're 8, 13, and 4 with 20 points. Rounding it out is the Buffalo Savers with 26 games played. They're 6, 16, and 4 with 16 points. So that's the standings going forward into today's plays. Um, news and notes to pass along to you. Of course, the Blues game tonight against the LA Kings has been canceled. It's been scheduled, it's been canceled because of weather conditions in Denver that had prevented the Kings from flying to LA. Following yesterday's game, uh, Colorado got hit with four feet of snow, so that game has been postponed. Also today, of course, it looks like it's going to be uh, Ben Chariot could be out for the rest of the regular season. He's going to have uh, surgery on a to repair a fractured hand for the Montreal Canadiens, so he is going to be out this rest of the season. So it doesn't look good. And then Anders Lee has been placed on a long-term injured reserve, which is retroacted to March 11th on Sunday by the New York Islanders. On Sunday, he is out for a long period of time. It doesn't look good. And that's um, going to be interesting. And remember, in about a week and a half from now, the NHL um, trade deadline takes place. So there's still pieces to be said. Uh There was a report today by Elliot Freeman for the um, saying that everybody on the Red Wings, excluding Dylan Larkin and one and a couple other players, are up for grabs for players, so Tyler is available um yeah a bunch of players that are available that they went out and picked up the Bobby Ryans and everything like that they're now available. That is something to say how bad the Red Wings team is this year. And it's it's kind of proving itself too as well with how they're playing. And by the way, g- continuing on the ice sheet, I want to make a mention of this before I continue on. I want to congratulate the St. Francis Sales Knights over there. Congratulations, boys. They are state champions. And they win the state championship over St. Ed's. By Lakewood St. Edwards by a score of two to one, getting their third state championship in ice hockey, and they played that game at the Ice House at Nationwide Arena. And there was a, my my mom and my dad were watching the game. And they were bringing it, they brought my attention about this. They said, "Why are they playing at the Ice House where the Jackets practice at instead of playing on the big sheet?" at Nationwide? Well, it's because of the NHL protocol that they're having. The NHL wants the building to be cleared before puck drop, and they wanted to have the the players have to have a clean sheet and clean ice and everything like that. Well, the players don't share a dressing room. They would have to share a dressing room with the St. Francis Knights and the St. Edward Eagles or the Walsh, or Walsh, um, Walsh High School. And Upper Arlington. Who were the other two teams? Because they played both games Saturday and Sunday at the Ice House, so they had to have the building cleared for for the NHL team to to be able to play there. So there's your answer to that. So yeah, so the Jackets they got to get back onto the high horse, and it starts this Thursday when they go into Carolina and they have to battle the first place. Carolina Hurricanes. You're listening to all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in and now we'll hit the diamond. Yes, time to talk a little baseball. So now it is time for the boys of summer to finally make their triumphant return back to stadiums with a possibility of having fans in the stands, yes. Uh, Before we continue on, of course, it is great to see that baseball is coming back and on schedule for the April start times, which is great news for baseball fans, but not good for minor league baseball as minor league baseball is now pushed back a month to the first week of May to open up the season. And they will play the full slate of games, so it now looks like we're going to get Mudhead Baseball into September, late September and maybe into possibly October. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's all going to shape up and how that's all going to look. That's going to be fantastic to see Mudhead Baseball in late September because of the pandemic and the decision by Major League Baseball to push back Minor League baseball start. And I do like, before we continue... On and dive into Major League Baseball. I want to talk a little minor leagues of course beforehand. I do like what the Major League Baseball has decided to redo the minor league program, of course. And for us here in Toledo, it's fantastic. We're getting to see new teams and new and new play, and new new situations. I don't really like the long five game series with teams. Like you're playing the same team for five days straight. I don't like that. But you also get to see the opportunity to face maybe a pitcher one more time on a four- on a four-man rotation, which I really like. Uh, but seeing the Memphis Redbirds and Nashville and the Iowa Cubs, that's gonna bring a lot of people down to the ballpark at fifth-third field instead of seeing the typical Columbus Clippers, Indianapolis, Indians, Louisville bats that we usually see. We're seeing Memphis, we're seeing Omaha, we're seeing. Iowa we're seeing all these new teams and that's which I want I want this league to happen I want this to happen I want this to continue and I would love to see this continue after this season because I like to see Iowa and all them come into town and have it be a three game four game series and then still getting the opportunity to see you know Charlotte and durham and and Syracuse come into town as well as the new Team that's in that will be the new paw the new Paw Sox organization coming in as well too. I like to see that. I would love to see that, and that would bring more fans to the stands, bring more tourist dollars to the city as well too. So, Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, let's make it happen. Make it happen. So let's talk a little uh, spring training baseball. Of course, today the Tigers took on the Toronto Blue Jays. And the Jays getting the upper hand on the Tigers as they beat the Jays, as the Tigers lose the Jays by the score of four to nothing. It was Cleveland losing winning today over the Athletics 7-3. The Reds getting a big win seven to three over the Angels. Orioles a 12-3 winner over the Pirates. It was Washington 2. The Cardinals 4. The Red Sox a loser to Tampa Bay, 3-2. It was Atlanta a winner over Minnesota five to one the Marlins a six- five winner over the Astros Philadelphia loses to the Yankees today by a score of four to two the Cubs and the White Sox split the game four to four in 10 innings the Royals a winner six to one over the Giants Dodgers a 125 win over the Rockies it was the Diamondbacks a winner six to two over the Mariners and the Brewers lose to the Padres today by a score of 13 to three. So, the news and notes to pass along to you from from Lakeland, first and foremost, before we begin, it is going to be an interesting season um, when it comes to the Tigers. Uh, the Tigers are going to have, of course, some decisions to make, of course, some tough decisions, but... Uh, I think they're going to they're going to it's going to be it's going to be some new players and some new faces this year. For I like this Badu from uh Detroit, the outfielder. He can hit the ball really really hard and really really fast. I really like him. He can get from home to first base in an estimated 4.05 seconds. And I hope that Hitch, AJ Hinch, the new manager from the Tigers, can use him as a sacrifice situation or just to get on base to start something up. That would be a tremendous start for the Tigers with regarding of that. It looks like Eugenio Suarez from the um from the Reds is gonna make the team this year. And Suarez is gonna get the start at shortstop this season. Uh it also looks like looks like Mustakas it's gonna to go to the hot corner. The second base. It looks like it also gonna be. Musakis is gonna to go to play either between third base and second base this year. So it's gonna be interesting for on that aspect of it, things. And looking at the Cleveland team, it is gonna be a very interesting season for them. As the news with no with no francisco Lindor or anymore it's pretty much an open team basically and the thing is you know we do know who the starting pitcher for opening day is going to be but the projected opening day lineup for the indians is an interesting one it's going to be perez and hodges at catching at first base is going to be uh jake bowers at second base is going to be caesar hernandez at third base, is going to be Jose Ramirez, of course. Uh, Andres Jimenez will start at shortstop. The utility guy is probably going to be uh, Wu-Yu Chang. Their designated here is going to be Fermil Rirez. And then the outfielding situation is going to be Eddie Rosario, Josh Naylor, uh, Oscar Mercado, Jordan Lupo, and Ahmed Rosario in that part. Shane Beaver will get the opening day start. But you look at their pitching rotation, it's going to be Beaver, Plesac, Cervelli, McKenzie, and Quartil; those pitchers are pretty good for the Tribe to start off with. And Bieber is your going to be your ace of the staff now because of the situation in Cleveland with really him being the top guy. No Carrasco, no, no, no Kluber, no anybody else, and. I want to say this, too, as I continue on here on All you Alfred. We're going to have a roundtable discussion. It's going to be set up probably in the next week or so uh, between myself, Nick, Nick Avivray, of course, and Lucas Sigerson. Yes, Lucas is coming back on the program, and we are going to have a discussion on baseball, give our predictions for the season, who is going to win it all, I think you already probably are going to guess who I'm going to pick to win it all this year. We'll see what happens. But uh, look forward to that coming soon right here on All Andy Elford as you're listening to the podcast right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. And now the best part about March. It's time for the madness. It's time to break down those brackets. It's time to cut down the net. And it's time for March Madness, baby! So it's time again, my friends. Last year at this time, we found out that we were going to have a March Madness and this year we are finally going to have the crowning of a national champion when it comes to men's basketball. And of course, the big thing this year is all games are going to be played in Indianapolis, Indiana at between three different locations, excuse me, four different locations and the brackets have been released, so let's go over them. And you and I are going to go through our bracket together right here on All in the we'll start off with the West Bracket with the first overall seed. The number one overall seed is the Gonzaga Bulldog. Gonzaga, a perfect season so far. Running the table, winning the Western Athletic Conference, the WAC Conference. Easily perfect going in. They all play the 16th seed, which is Appalachian State or in Norfolk State in their first round matchup in the round of 64. I'm going to take Gonzaga to beat either one of those teams. The 8th seed is the Oklahoma Sooners. So they'll take on the ninth seed, Missouri Tigers. I'm going to take Missouri in this game. I think Missouri is a better team than Oklahoma sets off to be. And so we'll see what happens to that. Fifth ranked Creighton will take on USBC. Um, In a 5-12 matchup. I will take the Creighton Blue Jays in that one. Fourth-ranked Virginia battles the Mid-American Conference Champion Ohio Bobcats. The Bobcats 13th ranked in the country. I will take the Bobcats in an upset to beat Virginia. I will never, ever, ever trust Virginia ever again. Sixth seed USC will take on the winner of the 11th seed, which is Wichita State versus Drexel. Um... I think this is, could be a possible upset. it Depending if, if Wichita State does beat uh, Dreck, I would say that Wichita State has a better team than USC. So right now, I will take USC. But if Wichita State does win their play-in game, I will take the 11th C Wichita State. So for right now, I will take USC. Third-ranked Kansas takes on 14th-ranked Eastern Washington State University. I will take the Jayhawks in that game. Coming off of their long COVID break, I will take the Jayhawks. 7th ranked Oregon takes on 10th ranked VCU. Possible upset seeing right there. I will take VCU to beat Oregon in that game. And then the 2nd ranked Iowa Hawkeyes with Luka Garza takes on 15th ranked Grand Canyon University, a school that promotes more on the Maury Pulvin show than any other school, I will take Iowa. So recapping the round into the round of 32, first rank Gonzaga versus ninth ranked Missouri. I will take Gonzaga beating Missouri. Creighton versus Ohio. I will take Creighton to beat Ohio in that one. Sixth ranked USC right now, if it shows up to that versus third ranked Kansas, I will take Kansas in that one. VCU versus Iowa I will take Iowa in that one which sets up the round of 16 which is first ranked uh number 1 overall seed Gonzaga versus fifth seed Creighton I will take Gonzaga and then third rank Kansas taking on second rank Iowa I will take the Jayhawks in that one excuse me the Hawkeyes excuse me I will take the Hawkeyes in that one which sets up the 1-2 matchup Gonzaga versus Iowa I will take Gonzaga now let's look at the East bracket. The number one seed in the East bracket is the Michigan Wolverines. They will have the 16th seed, Texas Southern University. And I, 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 I gotta say, it's Juwan Howard has to win the win this. I will take Michigan. They will easily win. Eighth ranked LSU will take on ninth ranked Saint Bonaventure in a matchup there. I will take LSU in that game. Uh, Fifth ranked. Colorado will take on 12th-ranked Georgia, led by Patrick Ewing as their coach. I will take the Hoyas of Georgetown to beat the 5th-ranked Colorado Bison. 4th-ranked Florida State, who won the ACC Tournament, will take on 13th-ranked UNC Greensboro. I will take the Seminoles in that one. Eighth-ranked BYU will take on the winner of Michigan State versus UCLA, and Tom Izzo gets into the tournament. That's nine, and, they, and the Big Ten has nine representatives in this tournament. I think BYU's got a little bit of a problem with this one. If Michigan State does beat UCLA in this game, watch out, because Tom Izzo can coach against any team and can tear down any team possible by their guys and the t and michigan state as well too if anything i'm taking michigan state to beat you byu as the 11th state third rank texas versus abilene christian i will take the longhorns longhorns up seventh rank yukon will take on 10th rank maryland i will take the huskies of yukon in that one and then second rank. Alabama takes on 15th-ranked Iona, who is led by coach Rick Battio. a former coach of the Louisville Cardinals, is back into the NCAA Tournament. I think he's going to run into a butt saw in Alabama, and I will take Alabama. So then it sets up LSU in the round of 32. It says Michigan versus LSU is a 1 versus 8. I will take Michigan and Jawan Howard. 12th-ranked Georgetown taking on 4th-ranked Florida State. I will take the Hoyas in that one. Uh, Michigan State taking on 3rd-ranked Texas. I will take Texas in that one. Unfortunately, I think that's where Michigan State will end their run. 7th-ranked. Yukon in the White East bracket will take on second rank Alabama. I will take Alabama in that one, which sets up Michigan versus Georgetown. I will have Georgetown losing to Michigan. And then third ranked Texas taking on second rank Alabama in the round of 16. I will have Alabama taking that one. And it sets up number one versus number two, Michigan versus Alabama. I will take Michigan in that one right there. Now let's go to the South bracket. The south bracket led by the number one overall seed, the Baylor Bears. They'll take on 16th ranked Hartford in the first round. I will take the Baylor Bears. Eighth ranked North Carolina led by Rory Williams. will take on the ninth ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Watch out for this one, folks. This is a doozy of a game. I will take the Badgers in this one. Fifth ranked Villanova will take on 12th ranked Winthrop. I will take. Villanova in that game. Fourth-ranked Purdue will take on 13th-ranked North Texas in a great matchup right there. I think it's Purdue easily in that one. Sixth-ranked Texas Tech will go and play against Utah State in the south bracket. Texas Tech a sixth seed. Utah State the 11th seed. I will take the Red Raiders over Utah State. Third-ranked the Arkansas Razorback will will take on Colgate, who is the 14th-ranked seed overall. I'm feeling an upset here. Colgate looks like a good team. I'm going to take Colgate. That's an upset right there. That's one of my upsets in the first round. 7th seed Florida will take on 10th rank Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech giving a good run in the ACC tournament. I think, though, Florida is better than them. I think the Gators will get it. And then it will be 15th rank or Roberts taking on. Second rank Ohio State, the runner-up of the Big Ten tournament. I'll take the Buckeyes in that one. So now looking at the round of 32, first uh number one overall see Baylor in the South South bracket taking on ninth seed Wisconsin. I'm gonna take Wisconsin barely beating Baylor in that one. I'll take Wisconsin beating Baylor. Fifth rank Villanova taking on fourth rank Purdue. I will take Purdue beating beating Villanova. 6th ranked Texas Tech versus 14th ranked Colgate, I take the Red Raiders in that one. I think Ohio State versus Florida, that's a really good matchup. Give the edge to Ohio State in that one. I'll take the Buckeyes in that one. Which sets up the round of 6 team as it is Wisconsin versus Purdue. That's a 9 versus 4 matchup. I will take the Boilermakers in that one. 6 versus 2 Texas Tech versus Ohio State. I will take the Buckeyes. And Purdue versus Ohio State in the lead eight going to the final four will be the Ohio State Buckeyes. Okay, so if you look at it, Gonzaga at number one, Michigan at number one, Ohio State at number two. Now we get to the Midwest bracket led by the number one ranked team in that bracket, which is the Illinois Illinois, Illinois getting the number one spot. They'll take on 16th ranked Drexel in their opening round matchup. I will take the Illini in that one. Eighth-ranked Loyola, Chicago. Yes. The Huskies are back in it. They're taking on ninth-ranked Georgia Tech. Right, it was Sister Jean. I'm taking Loyola, Chicago. Fifth-ranked Tennessee will take on the 12th-ranked Oregon State Beavers. The Beavers beating the the Pac-10 champions. Nobody has the Beavers, except for yours, truly. I'll take the Beavers. They look fantastic. Down the little stretch. I'll take the Beavers. 4th rank Oklahoma State taking on 13th-ranked Liberty, who is Andy Mars' alumni, of course, of the great Liberty University. I will take Oklahoma State, though, unfortunately. Sixth-ranked San Diego State will take on 11th-ranked Syracuse in their game. As it will be, I think Jim Beahan getting the better of San Diego State. I like the Cuse getting the win. Third-ranked Ver- West Virginia takes on 14th-ranked Morehead State. I will take West Virginia in that one. Seventh-ranked Clemson will take on 10th-ranked Rutgers. I will take Clemson in that one. And here is the surprise—one of the surprises: Cleveland State, my friends. Cleveland State. I had to take a sip there. Cleveland State, very good team. Toledo has beaten Cleveland State. Gave Bowling Green a good run a couple years ago. They take on the second-ranked Houston Cougars. I'm going to take Houston in that one, but it's going to be closer than what the experts think. So looking at the round of 32, it's Illinois versus Loyola of Chicago. Fortunately, Sister Jean's going to end at 32, Illinois, Illini, getting the job done. 12th-ranked Oregon State versus 4th-ranked Oklahoma State. I will take the Beavers to beat Oklahoma State. 11th-ranked Syracuse versus 3rd-ranked West Virginia in the Midwest bracket. I will take West Virginia. 7th-ranked Clemson versus 2nd-ranked Houston. I'll take the Cougars in that one, which gets you the round of 16, Illinois. Versus Oregon State. Illini gets it done. Third rank West Virginia versus second rank Houston. I'll take Houston. And for the final four, I will take Houston to beat the Illini. So then we get into the final three selections of the bracket. As we look at here, bum, 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 bum. so we go to the Elite Eight to the Final Four, which is uh, in one brat and one top. The top would be number one Gonzaga versus number one Michigan. I will gank the Bulldogs of Gonzaga to beat the Wolverines of the Michigan Wolverines in the Final Four, and then you have second ranked Ohio State versus second ranked Houston. I will take the Buckeyes, to take on Gonzaga for the national championship, and I think the Zags run the table and get the national championship and win the national championship as they will beat Ohio State by the score of 65 to 59 in a dogfight at Lucas Oil Stadium, so my Final Four prediction: Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, Houston. My upset specials are as followed for the for the round of thirty, round of sixty-four. Are, my upset specials are Ohio to beat Virginia. I have if Wichita State does win their game playing game they will be the winner of the 6-11 matchup between usc uh vcu beating oregon i also have georgetown beating colorado which is not a su- really surprise michigan state beating byu in their game michigan state beating ucla and then beating byu in their playing in their game um i have wisconsin beating north carolina I also have Colgate upsetting third-ranked Arkansas. And then I also have Oregon State upsetting Tennessee in the round of 64, as well as Syracuse upsetting San Diego State in the round of 64. So those are your upset specials to look out for in the round of 64, round of 32. But like I said, the national championship, I think, will go to the Bulldogs of Gonzaga, a complete team from start to finish. As you are listening to All-Andy for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And we are headed towards the end of the podcast tonight. And, of course, it's time for Andy Rance. So I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for tuning into the podcast tonight. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, and what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcast now every week right here on All. Andy offered on the Anchor Network. And that's however you're listening through Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, through your laptop, through your iPhone, through your Android, however, wherever, and whenever. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight as we hit to Andy Rants tonight. And of course, tonight we are less than 48 hours away folks from st patrick's day of course last st patrick's day was not a very great thrill as we were into the beginning of the pandemic it did it disrupted the holiday seasons of this year please 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 if you're going out to celebrate wear a mask for one be responsible and have a designated driver and three have a good time and be careful being out there of course Know your surroundings, know who you're with, know that you're who you're what you're drinking and what you're eating as well. Um, I know I'll be having a few beverages for St. Patrick's Day. I've had a few this past weekend. We went over me and the fiance went out to Sean's Irish Tavern. We had a few beverages. We had some a great Reuben sandwich, by the way. Sean's Irish Tavern, by the way, on Heather Downs. Uh the manager over there. I forget his name. I didn't catch his name off the top of my head, but he was wearing a Minnesota Vikings gator. I uh, I do appreciate you coming over to the table and talking to us. Uh, anytime you want to plug for the show, remember Sean's Irish Tavern. They have three locations. Stop by. They're a great sponsor for all Andy Elford, of course, as well as the Libby Factory Outlet at 205 South Erie Street in the Warehouse District. You need your glasses if you're going to have a in home. St. Patrick's Day celebration. Stop on down as the store has been remodeled. Yes, the store has been remodeled. And it is more and more closeouts to your liking. And for the best bang for your buck, whether it is from, like, me getting ready for a wedding, whether it be for celebrating a holiday for Easter for St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday, the Libby Factory Outlet Store is for you. Visit them in downtown Toledo in the Warehouse District. That's 205 South Erie Street. Remember Andy Alf- Remember that Andy Alford sent you down to the Libby Factory Outlet to set your table right for more than 100 years. And that is the Libby Factory Outlet store. Andy rants tonight. Remember, St. Patrick's Day. Be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Be careful. And remember, if you haven't, Go get yourself vaccinated right now in the state of Ohio. It's 50 and up pretty soon. It's going to be for the state of Michigan, 18 and over. I'm looking forward to when Ohio gets to my age demographic, which is in the 30 range and I can get my shot and I could be healthy and safe and I could be with you, the fans. And I'm looking forward to this year of all Andy Alfred is. It is going to be bigger, better, and bigger and the, Better than ever, right here. The best is yet to come, right here on All Andy Alford. So, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tuning in tonight and uh, thank you for subscribing to the show tonight. And I will play you off with a little bit of some St. Patrick's Day music, of course, right here on All Andy Alford as we get you set for the holiday on Wednesday. If you're listening to us after Wednesday, you know, St. Patrick's Day weekend is still going on the following weekend. And it's basically the whole month of March because it is St. Patrick. And the history of St. Patrick's Day is not just because of drinking or anything like that, but it is it is really a, a really interesting holiday to say the least as people don't understand what the meaning of the holiday. Oh, they think it's all about drinking and stuff like that. St. Patrick's Day is actually considered what they call the Feast of St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick as a cultural and religious celebration on the 17th of March, which is the, the traditional death rate date of St. Patrick himself of 385 to 486, the foremost Patriot Saint of Ireland. It was made a feast day in the 17th century, observed by us Catholics, as well as all across the country. is a public holiday in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland and Canadian provinces of Newfoundland and Labrador and the British Overseas Territories of Maastricht. It's also widely celebrated in the UK, Canada, the United States, Brazil, Argentina, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is, is one of those days where it's celebrated served by a lot of Irish, pe- Irish people and the people of Irish descent and also in the Catholic faith. The celebration is usually of drinking of Irish beer and Irish whiskey, and they also attend Mass and services as well, too. It is the, the feast day of St. Patrick, which is the commemoration of the arrival of Christianity in Ireland, and that is why we celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Um... So, looking forward to St. Patrick's Day this year. You know, a lot of people say it's a bad holiday, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's one of my favorite holidays. You know, Christmas, 4th of July, Easter, Thanksgiving, top four. St. Patrick's Day is number five, in my opinion, because it's one of my favorite holidays, not because you can go out and have a beer and enjoy yourself, but it's also about the religious experience because of this holiday. And we're into, for me, it's, Lenten season, and uh, by the way, I gave up soda for Lent. They can have a beer once in a while. I'm not giving up, I gave up pop altogether. And I feel healthy as ever drinking a lot of water, a lot of Powerade, a lot of drink, a lot of sports drinks. It's perfectly fine, although I am perfectly, perfectly fine. So, uh We'll be back with you next week. Of, we'll be back later on this week for another edition of All-India Elford, of course, uh, to recap this week's action. The Jackets play again on Thursday and again on Saturday in Carolina. We looked forward to that. We got Major League Baseball back in session. The NBA, full swing. Golf is back, of course. NASCAR is in action. Of course, March Madness starts this week the playing games Tuesday and Wednesday before we get to the real games that will start Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of this week, which is an interesting thing because they're going to play on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday instead of the traditional Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is interesting to say the least. So until I talk to you again later on this week, this is Andy for saying I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Give your stick on the ice, my friends. I put the green hat back on. And to you at home, victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. And to the Tigers, go Tigers! Go Reds! Come on, Jackets. Get back into the swing of things. Go Falcons. Always go Falcons. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great St. Patrick's Day, folks. We're back right here on All Andy Alfred, and I love you, and I'll talk to you guys later this week. Have a good night, everybody. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alfred Network, powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford. Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.